1: I'm Suzanne Fritz Hansen, enthusiastic iPhone picture taker, and
0: I'm Michael Rubin, photographer, founder of Neo Modern, and grumpy old man. And we're in San Francisco tonight. Welcome. Hey, Suzanne. Hey, Rubin. How you doing?
1: I'm doing well. How are you doing?
0: I'm good. Oh, where are you today?
1: Uh, I'm actually in San Francisco. Oh. I am in a in a in a phone room.
0: Oh, that's. Quaint. You're at work. How nice.
1: I am at the office. Do we've they know and... you
0: have an alter ego that you go out and do this thing?
1: <laughs> uh, you know what? I don't know, actually. Maybe. Uh,
0: all right. All right. Um, so, so the topic... That, so this is sort of the way I'm thinking about stuff these days. I have something in my head I want to talk about, and then I've brought someone to help us have this conversation. Okay? Sounds and the great. thing that's on my he- in my head right now, we, we've talked about it before, Is sort of whether photography is is dying because of all this technology and the question that i have is are still images passé because sometimes i feel very old school um and that maybe my certainly my black and white prints are maybe so old that no one care like that that's not the way people communicate and it's dating me right and i'm not with it and then other times i think no these are classic it's like a nice white oxford that was always (laughs) fashionable so consequently um i asked um this this photographer i found on on instagram named frederick barnes to join us so fred
2: can we call you fred or frederick you guys can call me fred that's fine
0: fred fred
2: suzanne suzanne fred
1: (laughs) hi fred nice to meet you
2: hi how's it going
1: i doing really well. How about yourself?
2: I'm good. I'm good. I just got to Colorado, um, so I'm having fun. Colorado. Uh, are, are you from, but you're not from Colorado, right? No, I live in Florida currently. Um, Florida? I live in Kansas. Yeah. Wait, where's Tampa? In,
0: you're in Tampa, Florida. So I'm from Gainesville, yeah, Florida.
2: Really? Not too far? Not too okay. far.
0: You don't meet a lot of North Florida people very often. <laughs> that's cool. Quite. Tampa. Some of my best friends are in Tampa, so that's perfect. Um, so Suzanne, I, the thing that I, I I have to point you at Fred's Instagram because it is the most mind-blowing stuff. Uh, and for our audience who has not sort of sitting over an Instagram, what I'm seeing are cool photographs. Cool, st- like the, Normally they'd be still images, but they are moving. <laughs> There's parts of them that are sort of subtly moving infinitely. And and it's almost like it's like an optical illusion, and it like I can't believe someone did this. Fred, is, is this what you do for a living, or what is this? What am I looking at?
2: It definitely isn't something I do for a living. It's one of many things. Um, it really started as a hobby, but um, I have like a background doing other businesses and game design, and this started to take off, and I saw that, so you know, I started running with it. Um, so I take it a lot more seriously now. Can you describe um, what 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 we're seeing? So, I mean, they're they're loops, they're loops, Um, as you saw. I'm kind of manipulating what's on the image or what's on the video. Some, um, I've even incorporated two videos into one. Sometimes I've been practicing stuff like that. Maybe I'm making elements on the screen move within the photo, for example, say there's grass, you know, maybe I can have the grass swing, you know, just adding little bits of life Sometimes I'll add sound to add even more depth to it. Um, music, usually no words and any music at all, so people can interpret it, you know, in their own way. I mean, I'm I'm um, looking
0: I'm looking at your feed and I see a lot of like smoke stuff and water. And so yes. water is flowing or smoke is billowing endlessly.
2: I I just seem to, I, I, I I look back sometimes and I I notice stuff like that. It's not intentional, but it just seems that organic things work best. Um, You know, such as smoke or water. Um, All these things just work. Did you take these pictures? I've created some of these pictures. I work, I collaborate with a lot of different artists. Um, Artists will send me things. Um, I've even had calls where, you know, hey, we have this idea. Or I reach out to so many artists each day like, hey, I love what you do. Let's create something in a way that I can bring it to life. And it's still, you know, your work. So I, I do stuff like that. Like cool. I'm not afraid to network with other artists and try different things. Um, do you think you know more your, traditional?
0: Do you think of yourself as a photographer?
2: No, I don't even really think of myself as an artist. And <laughs> I get in trouble when I say that when I'm around people because they're like, "What? They look at me funny." I really don't. I've just grown up. I I, I I've never thought of myself as an artist, even when I do this.
1: How do you um, describe
2: yourself? I've just I've I've grown. I mean. <laughs> I've grown to learn that I just have an eye for you know things that look good when it comes to you know for my weird, little niche
0: weird things and, uh,
2: weird things yeah but I would say my my niche is more surreal I like to take real elements and make them do things that they probably wouldn't do I like should, in the real I world should,
0: I should show Fred um, Jerry Uelsmann's work like I imagine if the can those you imagine two...
1: animating it <laughs> Oh my God
0: that's so you're hey, an... I'm
2: open to yeah. collaboration
0: <laughs> I saw a print a physical print that someone was holding and they, and then there's a video of, of the print and the print is moving on its own in the photo and the rest of the photos.
2: What, what, what is that? So I had the guys, you guys over at Neo modern, um, do some good prints for me. You guys are great by the way. Um, but that was basically augmented reality. Um, I can upload images into a database and using similar software. So like facial recognition, point a camera at the image and it'll read the image and it'll play a video exactly over the dimensions of that video. So it really looks like the piece just came alive and you can move your camera to the left, right, tilt it up down and it's right there, right it over is. the image. So it's a, it's a surreal trick, you know, that you can use with your camera. And I mean, it's, there's more practical uses for it. Um, I've seen it used in um, museums where, for example, if you went up to the Starry Night by Van Gogh, it would bring the art alive. And it's like almost a story where you go into the painting and you get the go and you you're in the environment. So it just adds a little bit of depth to it. Um, it's a cool little trick that lets the viewer be more like interactive.
1: So I, I'm actually fairly familiar with like this style of work. I, I prior to us uh, interviewing you, I actually hadn't seen your um, your pieces before, but they are they are really beautiful, really stunning. I've known them as cinemagraphs. Is that what you call them?
2: So I've learned that they're that's there's two different. Um, that wouldn't be what I do.
1: Okay. A cinematograph,
2: I guess, would be more. So if I took a picture of a girl and her hair, hair I took a video <clears throat> of the girl and her hair. Yeah. Is, Um, dancing in the wind and what you would do is you would freeze the girl maybe the background but you would have her hair moving yeah it's actually her hair moving that's more of a cinemagraph what i do is i would manipulate what's already there and i mean i use a program whenever it comes to that i use after effects and for 3d effects uh, photoshop for some edits and plotograph um for more surface motion and as I would know them as, as Plutographs. But, oh, I, I mean, I combine programs, so, like, I, I don't know. I've I've built my own style behind it. Yeah, they're they're beautiful.
1: There's um, there's a bar – well, I used to – my background is commercial interiors, and so I was working on a project for actually a hotel in Florida in South Beach. And nice. uh, we were pitching these big – these giant – and at that time, no one knew what they were. We were trying to describe them, and, you know, now they have, like, this name Cinemagraphs, but we wanted them to be, like yeah. – slow moving images so it was like a painting that slowly came to life and I was at um actually two places well I was at the SF MoMA last week and they've taken away the Richard Serra that was on that lower level and they have this massive digital mural that really? is sort of on a cyclorama that is uh, all the way around the, that lower level and it's this huge projection of this slow uh, it is actually video i believe that's been edited together in different speeds but it's like this slow moving portrait so if you just look at it really quickly it looks like it's static and then all of a sudden you see people blink or longer. sway or move yeah and that's it's like kinda,
0: cool. that's kind of like fred stuff a little bit i mean some yeah. of them are moving a lot but sometimes you look at it and you think it's still and then you realize wait yeah, i've
2: gotten that a lot from 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 people some they don't notice it i'm like take a second and look yeah
0: Oh, and man! Like if you slow, slow some of these down, it might be even more creepy.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't like using too fast animation speeds. I like people to be drawn into it. So what yeah. kind of software are you using to do this? So for basic animations type stuff, um, I would use Plotograph. And then from there, I would go into After Effects. And there's a couple plugins that I might use for 3D depth. Um, one being... Volume Max plugin, and then another one I just found called Photo Motion. And they allow you to create 3D effects and like take certain elements of a photo and give it its own uh, edit and it, edit it in like it's in its own environment. So you take it out of a photo, and you know, like I said, you can make grass move or I, someone I swear to God, this is, over my head.
0: this is so over my head. But how long does <laughs> it take you to do that? Like, how much work do you do uh, on a photo?
2: It really depends on the photo if it's really just static and you just see basic motion some will take um, you know 30 minutes some that I use for architectures those can take hours to do when I whenever I start adding 3d effects or syncing things to music um, it can take multiple hours sometimes days where I'll go back to it I'm always working on at least like five six things at the same time so you really,
0: um, you're like an animator you're a you're a motion picture maker or an animator
2: yeah yeah okay okay It it reminds
0: me, it's not um, completely orthogonal here, but there was Mm -hmm. the first um, high resolution image that Pixar ever made before they were Pixar, when it was still part of Lucasfilm, was a one frame digital image called the Road to Point Reyes. And a lot of people worked on it and they used to describe it as a one frame movie because it had so much work. So much technology and work went into this single frame. It had like a a a, role, a credit role, you know, for this single photograph. And, and here we are in 2019. And one, and you're making these single frame movies. I mean, that's what that is. Yeah, level. I
2: I think more. I'm I'm trying to like I like that concept where you can take one image and have so much going on. Like I'm working on something now, where there's going to be uh, so much nature just happening. Like you can look in one part of the screen and you know you'll see something going on and look at a different part and see something going on but you might have to watch it again because you might have missed something else going on in a different part you know I like I, I want to be able to build like a world like you look at your phone and you're in another world
0: how do you feel about still photographs just plain ordinary photographs
2: can I ask um, how old you are I'm 24 young guy okay so what do you think of photo- still photos I think they have their place um, I think they're I mean, I also think videos have their place. Um, I, I, they, they all have their own uses for them. You know, some things can be enhanced by video and give someone an extra depth to it. They might see it in a different way. Um, and it's, I mean, it can be more immersive. But, you know, an image, you can get lost in it as well, just as you would see a video And how I try to do my art is I don't want to take too much away from the visual still. So I don't have exaggerated motion effects. Like, like you were mentioning, like some people can look at it and they don't see motion. And I don't mind that because I'm not really trying to take away from the initial photo, but people can't see that we are at the end of the day, moving in the direction of, you know, virtual reality, digital screens are becoming more prominent TVs. Every single household has one. Everyone's holding digital smartphones So the access to these things are growing increasingly fast. So it has to be digital. And the market for that's growing. So it's becoming more prominent.
0: It sounds like, uh, obviously, you're embracing the new technologies and the kind of blurred line between a still and um, something that's moving. Um, Do you think you get enjoyment from still images? Could you sit and look at a still image that wasn't sort of demanding your attention by moving in front of you? Do you like that?
2: I mean, at the end of the day, so my art really is still in the sense there are very subtle moving effects. For, I went to a museum yesterday here in Denver downtown, and you know you can walk by 20, 30 paintings, but there's always that one you stop and look at a little bit longer than the rest. Um, it invokes something in me. I don't know what that was, but it did. And uh, anything, photos, videos, they do that. Um, it it just Whatever that image is, if it has a meaning and, that's, and you capture that, if somebody looks at it and that means something to them, they find enjoyment in it, regardless if it's a video or a photo.
0: Well, one of the things, the reasons that, uh, I mean, I, I, I certainly love video. I, I mean, I've been shooting video for decades and I'm quite into it. But um, there's something about being able to experience an image or a memory or one of these things with without intervening technology without a something electric, a screen, a monitor. And um, yeah. that's where, you know, a photo, it's it's more than um, sometimes it just having detail. Sometimes the, the magic of catching something is its own sort of joy. Like you saw this thing and it really happened. So there's, you don't want it to be about inserting a lot of technology. You want it to be yeah. like, oh, you know. But it's a and different like, you know, art form, I, right?
2: When I walk by and I see this image, in my mind, I'm not thinking, oh, let's make that a video. <laughs> I, enjoy, I, I enjoyed it for what it was. I've always heard artists' subjective. I try to do so many different types of uh, styles and niches. I try not to limit myself in what I do, That's whatever smart. just flows mm-hmm. from me.
1: What is the piece that you've done? Uh, there's there's this one that you've done um, that was Amsterdam After Dark that I honestly find just compelling. I couldn't stop watching the windows on these buildings just sort of <laughs> melt down. And it's so seamless. I think that what differentiates your work from a lot of other, the other kind of like similar pieces that I've seen is is it is not coogey at all. It is very, um, it, it's exceptionally I, I clean. And like you select certain pieces not to move, like the doorways on the, the 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 faces above water don't move. And I could spend just honestly hours, well, maybe not hours, but like definitely extended minutes looking at this and just staring at it and seeing all the different things and almost trying to track it. What would you say is the piece that you've created that was the most challenging piece for you to make?
2: Hmm. So I appreciate I'm glad you like that one. I, I really do like that one a lot. Um, anything to do with architecture really seems to be the hardest pieces to do, um, but really anything organic is very easy. Things that aren't are the hardest, especially um, you know building stuff like that because they have to be precise. They have to be very detailed. But I think the longest one I ever spent time doing um, it's a f- it's in France. It's like a, at the entrance a, of a train. And there's like flowers, pink flowers pouring over the sides, stuff like that. Um, Images, some images that I use, like they're very high resolution. So I get in there and I'm, uh, you know, animating to each and every curve, masking, unmasking, figuring out what moves and shouldn't move. Um, It's a lot of, a lot of, lot of trial and error. Um, And I try to create, you know, a peaceful vibe. Um, but, you know, still have my own twist to it where s- there's things happening that don't look like they're happening, but <laughs> still make it clean enough to be like, well, is that possible? Is that real? Um, yeah. And one of the images I did um, more recent, it's like a circular building. It's in Russia. Oh, I was um, just going
1: to that, say that one. Which one? Yeah. It rotates like a clock, but the animation is perfect. Like you see the outside of the building and like the face of the structure is even articulating. But as it spins around it just looks like it's really spinning around. It feels like, how is this happening?
2: And this one actually, it would happen uh, to get covered by like two Russian news articles. I had to translate it to read it. But they were trying <laughs> to figure it out. It was funny the dialogue they had and the language they were using in the text because it's like they were trying to figure it out as they're writing it. Um, and towards the end, they're like, oh, we figured it out. It's, you know, this animator He did this and this and that. Um, and and that, that's really cool. I really do kind of get enjoyment um, from creating surreal scenes from real-life scenarios, um, and people were like, yo, is this real? Is this fake? I mean, that's why I know I really did a good job um, when I do more realistic stuff.
0: I'm sorry to to once again go back and talk about something from the 80s, but um, in interviews with George Lucas, um, you know, he, you know, he did Star Wars and he was this filmmaker, yeah. but in one of his in early, early interviews, he said... Um, he said, "If I wasn't a filmmaker, I'd be a toy maker. I like to make things move and make them delightful. Like this is—I'll yeah. find the yeah. exact quote. But it's almost, as you're talking about your experiences of photography. What I'm hearing is your is a version of filmmaking. You enjoy. I like yeah. like
2: I, I like I don't consider myself an artist. Um, in relating to what you said, like I I don't consider myself an artist, but I do enjoy creating." these moving scenes in a sense. Like it's fun to me. I like creating stuff in general. Um, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. I'll we'll have to, <laughs> I'll, I'll get you that quote. It's an interesting, it that's an interesting topic there on its own. Whether like, you're a photographer? I don't consider myself a photographer at, at all. At an all. animator? I've done, I've done, yeah, I, I, I'm definitely an animator, an animator. I wouldn't put myself in the category of an artist but, I mean, I do take photos, and I use my iPhone, and people don't believe that um, for some of these edits. Uh, so I don't, I don't consider do you, myself to be a photographer the pictures you,
0: The pictures you take with your iPhone, how are they? What are they like?
2: If As long as they're not moving. I mean, I'll take, like, 20, 30 photos, and then I'll find one that's good, and then I'll work with it. I've taken a lot of photos, but I don't really use them. I mean, I really do like finding... Other people that I can help with and work with and collaborate with. Even on things that I've personally created, I've always reached out to artists that I was inspired by. Like, hey, I have this piece and I love your style. I know if we both came together, we can create something great and I'll do that. You know, I like, to, I, I, I try to stick to what I'm good at. And if I have a friend or another artist, photographer, whoever, who I think could do it better, I'm not afraid to have them on board for that.
0: I like that you think about it as a collaboration. I mean, a lot of photo- photographic arts are collaboration. Movie making, of course, is highly collaborative. Photography is, is cool because it feels very, it's like an individual art you can do. Yeah, but there's also... I
2: definitely noticed that being in this world, um, um, and I can tell you kind of have that, Like, so whenever I see phot- old photographers, they'll be very, uh, some people are just very, that's what's the word for it? Like, are you thinking old? Protective, no, not not, no, not old. <laughs> some people are more protective of the art, like, they don't want any alterations whatsoever. Um, I make sure to message people, um, mm-hmm. beforehand, hey, I love this work. Um, let's work together, let's collaborate, blah, blah 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 blah. Um, and some people will say, hey, I'd rather not you do this, thank you for asking though. Um, and mm-hmm. that's completely fine. People, some people would rather not have their art done in motion form and it can be enjoyed and it's still formed completely um fun it's just it's really just creating art at the end of the day i think um well I imagine different ways for people to consume
0: art. i imagine the van gogh you know it's a an amazing painting it is it needs no yeah. help from us and yet it is different it's a different collaboration if you make the sky move in some fascinating way some people, purists, will be pissed off that you can't do that. And other people will feel like you're making it more accessible to a wider audience and capturing other things about it. And there's no one answer, right? But that, I feel like yeah. that's what I, Van
1: Gogh would have done if he had the technology in his hands, if if he had that maybe. available to him. Like, in my mind, that's what he was you know, sort of drawing anyway. It was like the stars passing through the night as so would, it, you know, would as you it be, changes.
0: Would you be okay with the colorization of black and white movies? Because if they had had color film back in the 20s, they might have made them in color, so it's okay to colorize them?
1: I think it's always interesting. It's an interesting interpretation of it, but people still make black and white movies now. So it's not like
2: so they're doing know, it. On purpose. It could have
1: been a choice. They are doing it on purpose. I think but-
2: everything, everyone's inspired by something. Everything. I don't think there's a really original art. It's like <clears throat> everything stems from some form or another of inspiration. Um, you know, people don't create these videos if they weren't inspired to do so. If they didn't think it meant something to them, or they didn't think it would look good. Um, people don't intentionally create bad art. Well, um, I, it's, I, don't, I don't personally believe Well, but, think
0: maybe it's like the music industry where, you know, um, there's a lot of sampling going on and it's not always it's not stealing. It's just people create and synthesize what they see and make new things out of old things, make them current again.
2: Um, yeah. I mean, there are, are routes in which you should take to, you know, secure assets for things that you do. Some people don't know, have any idea about how these things work is just log into the internet. That's one thing with the internet now. If you post it on there. I mean, it's almost like it's gone. You don't have any control over it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see that. Being on Instagram, you see that. You can see things go on pages and have hundreds of your things posted not single one credit linking to you whatsoever. And, I mean, it just becomes a part of reality when it comes to the internet. Um, but, I mean, that's where the world is. If you don't have your stuff online, who knows about it? Um, who's going to see it? Who's going to find it? there are galleries and that's great that's another medium so Instagram, are you okay? I you see it as a gallery
0: are you okay when someone like takes your piece and you see it on another site without credit
2: i will say i it's always bothered me but beginning off starting off you know when you're smaller you take it to heart like it's attack you attacked me personally you feel like they did it intentionally but no I mean, some people they they see it from a page and that person didn't credit, and then it's just a cycle. Um, I mean, it, people it doesn't bother me at, anymore. I mean, I would say it does happen, and it benefits you though. You know, getting the the piece out. Some people it's cool to see it being known, and, and there's no credit, but a random fan might see it and they'll start tagging the I, people. I, I kind
0: of, you know? I, I sort of agree. I mean, this is part of my <clears throat> argument. I don't know, Fred, if you've heard. I as a photographer. I only make one physical print of an image so that yeah. so that I don't really care as much about the digital proliferation. I do feel like that's just people talking about your stuff and it's advertising you and it's advertising the image. And then there's one real one. There's one physical, actual piece of art somewhere that yeah. each image that you see online. And so I try not to get too bent out of shape about what's going on online because that's the whole nature of digital communicate like that's the benefit the cost of the having this benefit that anyone can send something all over the planet and it can be seen by millions of people you don't have to
2: print it out so yeah they're just posting it on Instagram you know they think it's cool I mean stuff like that it's fun. it's gonna happen regardless but I mean there's another level to it it can be deeper or I've seen artists um, that I've worked with in the past their art gets taken and someone's using it to advertise an app stuff like that where they make money from it and they're running AdSense on um, their right, that's ad. a problem. And right. this person yeah. had no idea this was happening. And it comes back to them, that's wrong. At the end yeah. of the day, that's wrong. Um, and any company, any person, they know that. Um, or, you know, maybe someone down the line didn't pass it up. But stuff like that, that's that's wrong. And there there should be something done for that. But other than that, everything else is just inspiration, I see. Um, and it benefits the artist, in my opinion.
1: Uh, well, I, have, I have a quick question. Is not a quick question. This may take a while to answer. Let's do it. But,
2: um, I'm feeling it.
1: If there's, what is one word you would, that you would use to describe your work?
2: Surreal. That would be the word. Surreal. I think he's right.
1: I think you're right as well. Is (laughs) is there an image, um, that you feel completely captures that? Like one image that you would like to be remembered for?
2: Hmm. There's, there's so many, some of them have meanings to me. Um, in different ways than others um but to be remembered for one thing it probably wouldn't even be just the art it would just be the fact that i you know brought light to many different artists who didn't actually have any sort of uh eyes on them whatsoever you know there's so many artists that i've worked with who've gone from like two thousand followers to 200,000 followers passing me and I love it I don't know what it is <laughs> I'm a very competitive person the only people I don't want passing me are the people that do what I do but if, they, if they're doing something else you know yeah. I, I take joy from seeing stuff like that and I don't I mean I wouldn't point it on one piece All, many of the pieces have different stories but I'm not the, I, I don't want to be remembered for the art really I will, not that.
0: I will say that so Fred, Fred has a, over 100,000 followers on Instagram yes. right is that right? Yeah, um, yeah.
1: And yeah. Frederick D. Barnes, for those of you that are listening that want to find him on Instagram, we'll Frederick have the links. D. Barnes, yes. and we'll put the links in the show notes.
0: Um, do you, let's see. Do you have, um, in your home where you live now, do you have pictures up on the walls? Do you have physical things on the walls?
2: No, I don't. Not, I mean, not yet. Um, a lot of the, for example, digital screens that I'm working on, they're still in the works, and I move them around, so I don't have them up because I'm always on the go. Um, I do have your guys prints, but I don't have them up. I like, I've kept them pristine in the packaging when I don't <laughs> use them. Um, right. I print, yeah, you I had know.
0: some, you have some neo-modern prints. Is the, is that the snake in the girl one? Yes. That is. Um, it reminds me of a, a Richard Avedon print from the eighties of Nastasia Kinsky and the Python. And I can't look at this picture without thinking of that picture. Um, But this one is mesmerizing. I swear I stare at it and it just, um, you keep waiting for that snake to move.
2: (laughs) 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 Yeah, watch out October. I've learned a lot of new tricks. I'm going to be doing stuff like that.
1: Do you have anything else in the works that you'd like to share with audiences that can um, check you out in other places?
2: As of now, I mean, I, I have a course on Udemy. Um, udemy.com blackslash animation I got lucky with the URL oh. and you can see some of my <clears throat> earlier tutorials on animation I do plan to expand and you know add more of the programs I use nowadays you can see stuff like that. Are you but explaining this? I,
0: are you explaining this, how to do this stuff?
2: Just the basic um, surface motion yes. Yeah.
0: And what are your sort of plans for the next few years? Like what's your career path?
2: Really I I I enjoy doing the art and now that I've been in this field, like I like I didn't start out doing art at all. That's why I really don't consider myself an artist. But being in this space um, and having like previous ex, um, experience and in like investing and creating business, I see I've just learned that some artists don't have that skill to get their eye people the right eyes on them, or know where to distribute their work, or you know the right white the right people to be in front of, or how to even speak with them, or how to create an invoice i remember doing something with vogue and at the end they're like we're going to send you to billing and she'll teach you how to create an invoice and this and that <laughs> i'm like i'm like what i know how to do that and it was just funny she just started laughing she's like this like i've have, we have to explain it every single time and <laughs> at that point i was like there's no way but i mean from other business things that i've done before i've learned when you step in one industry into another um you see it from a different light than somebody who's been in it you know their entire life or something you see it from a different perspective um, and I know I, I feel like I can help other artists do that I've done it already on a small scale but I'm, I'm working on building a platform apps things were kind of like a music label but like for artists where you know some of the more tedious things can be managed for you more systematic um, because as an artist, I, I don't know if you guys feel it, but I, sometimes you feel like you're doing a job of like 20 people. At least I feel it. And I, when I could be using that time just to focus on when I'm good at the art, you know? Awesome. Yeah. Um, but after doing this so long, when I do look at an image, I just see it in motion now. It's weird.
1: You can't unsee it. You're just like, oh, I know where this should go. I, I, I feel where I could bring this image. I mean, I feel
0: similarly because yeah. when I see, when I'm looking around with my eye, I feel like that's the picture. That like I can't look yeah. out there and not compose a picture in front of me.
2: So I get it. <laughs> you know. you know it when you see like I hate shopping, but when I do shop, if I walk past something, there's a million shirts you walk by and there's always that one, like, yo, this is it. I'm gonna get this one. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> it's just a feeling. And when you get that feeling, like I feel like you as artists you just work in flow and when you when you're inspired, you just run with it. And is anyone it else in your
1: Oh, sorry. I was going to say, is anyone else in your family an artist? Or you have this, in, like, I think your insight yes, of, like, actually. I'm going to reach out to someone and I'm going to make sure it's okay that I collaborate on their image. I think that is unique. And I also think it's very important for uh, young creatives to have that sense of, like, responsibility and kind of recognizing, you know, creationship. Um, so I love that you do yeah. that. But who's the, who are the other artists in your family or are your inspirations?
2: Um, so, like, I'm kind of surprised that, like, I am the most successful artist in my family because my aunt, for example, she was an art teacher. I remember being in her class <laughs> in, like, second grade. And then my mom, she, they're, like, they're amazing artists. Like, yeah. they, they do paintings, physical um, paintings. And some of the things, that I'm like, I'm like how? Like, why? But, I don't know, people grow up and they become more realistic and they die from the shoulders up and they let their dreams just be dreams. But they're... They're, I mean, some of my aunt, my mother, amazing artists. I have a cousin. She does drawings, and they're amazing, you know? Um, and there's a lot of unseen artists on Instagram that I see who do uh, these things, and they just don't get any following. I'm like, what?
1: Do makes you no ever, sense to me. Do you ever reach out to those artists? That you, like, do I you do. do Instagram digging and then harvest them?
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't say. I, I don't even look for people... I wouldn't say i look at someone's followers and be like, okay, check, now I can work with you. No, (laughs) no, that means nothing. Everything on my page, I've done for free, except two, I guess, but they were already things I was going to do. It Mm -hmm. just so happened to link with the brand and, you know, me and the artist spent the money money for it. So it it just worked, but it was still me at the end of the day. Anything I did on here was because I was just inspired to do it. The artist inspired me in some way or another. I was like, this would be perfect. And one thing I've noticed with people who do this, like the motion art, any photo can be animated, but not any any photo should be animated, like hands (laughs) down. People will animate any photo and think like, oh, look, I just made some cool stuff. But no, it just, some things just don't work. I don't, I think.
0: Does it feel like a fad? Does it feel like it's going to burn out or you'll see too much of the stuff? Sometimes
2: I feel like that. I mean, sometimes, I, I mean really anything can fade and go but after you do it for so long you kind of lose motivation and i don't know if it's one of those things where me personally in my mind i'm like i've been doing this for so long let me do something else or if it is gonna fade who knows you never really know um what's gonna happen you know um things fade out and then years later they come back um but i think i've positioned myself in the right time and age where this type of art can be distributed be distributed and i've paired myself with companies who can make this work i mean if you ask another motion artist they might say yeah this isn't going anywhere but i don't know i've positioned myself with companies and um the right people that can help this make it happen regardless of what any trend says like uh, at the end of the day if you work with the right people smart people you can make magic happen
1: Absolutely. Is is there a famous photo that you have your eye on that maybe you haven't, you know, brought uh, to life or brought to motion yet, but you want to? Uh,
2: famous photo. I mean, there actually were a lot of artists. They're like, you know, I'm like, yo, I, I love this. Like, let's work, please. And they're like, no, you do it. <laughs> And then, I mean, I'll just, I mean, I'll just move along. Um, there, I, I love. I I really do love like old paintings. Like Van Gogh, Star Night is definitely my all time favorite. Um, painting of all time, I do like older, like impressionist painters.
0: Um, it's interesting that I, it's painters; it's not photographers. Yeah, it's people and like who doing that's surreal. why I
2: don't consider myself an artist. I consider that art. Like to me, that's like <laughs> epitome of art: being able to create something like that. Um, digital art; it's still art at the end of the day, but I, in my mind, I just can't fully say it. <laughs> with all my heart i got i just don't consider myself an artist like i consider i i don't know a little more physical aspect of it but you know (laughs) now sports video games weren't considered sports you know years ago but now like they're going to be their sports who knows it might be in the olympics one day
1: yeah we'll check back with you in a couple years see how you (laughs) see how you describe yourself then
0: fred thank you so much for kind of joining us on our photographic podcast um we're gonna wrap up our show
2: Cool. It was a pleasure. I really appreciate you guys inviting me out here today. It was great.
0: It's great. I've been looking forward to showing people your work. And um, again, thank you very much. Our show is recorded and produced in San Francisco. Go to neomodern.com slash podcast to get show notes, see photos and post comments. Please leave reviews and ratings on iTunes and don't forget to subscribe.
1: We get new listeners from you telling your friends and spreading the word. If you know someone who might get something from us, send them a link. Thanks to Mitchell Foreman for our theme music and all of you for hanging out with us. And a special thank you to our guest, Fred Barnes. Uh, We appreciate your attention and hope we've given you some things to think about. Till next time.